It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. to That Friday Feeding Podcast with me, Helen Bartram. Today I'm joined by Marina Beach and she is the sole alchemist. Um, Marina, would you like to tell us a little bit about what you do? Absolutely, and thank you, Helen, for having me here. It's wonderful uh, to be chatting today. Yeah, so what do I do? So um, I guess I am the Akashic Record Queen. So I connect in with the Akashic Records, I channel from the Akashic Records, I clear the Akashic Records for my clients. Um, I um, am a pendulum healer and dowser and also um, a tarot reader. So, but all of my work is very much connected with the Akashic Records and connecting with a client's soul identity, first of all, to, so they can understand more about who they are at soul level and understand their gifts and talents. But I also connect with all of the karmic baggage, the trauma, the wounds, the things that really hold us back in life and business. And I clear those from the, well, not me personally, I instigate the clearing from the Akashic Records. And that really helps support my clients to move forward in the most soul aligned way possible. So that's kind of in a nutshell what I do. (laughs) In a nutshell. Um, how very interesting so me and Marina are just going to have a little cuppa together um, and chat about this stuff so for anyone that's listening what is let's go right back to basics what is the Akashic Records okay so the Akashic Records and some people would pronounce them as the Akashic Records they kind of get all sorts of labels or the Akasha as well and they are a fifth dimensional energetic database so they sit out in the well, they don't actually, but we visualize them as sitting out in the spiritual realms and they are a massive library of information. So this is why we kind of, if we visualize them, we tend to visualize, visualize them as a natural library and they hold information around on every single soul that has ever been created, not only just souls, but we'll come on to that in a minute. Um, And it holds information about their journey from their soul's creation all the way up to obviously where we are at the moment. So all of the different lifetimes, um, all of the choices that you've made, all the consequences of those choices, all your thoughts, all your feelings, all your stories, all your memories are all stored in the Akashic Records. 
So you can imagine it's vast. <laughs> it's, it's a huge energetic database of information. So, and we are able to connect with our Akashic records, either for ourselves or for other people, if we have their permission, and um, get this information from the Akashic records. Oh, so interesting. So what we're saying is, is that um, something that's happened to us in a past life could be mm-hmm. impacting on us in this life right here. Oh, absolutely. Because we we love our karmic patterns and karmic loops and all of that. So, uh, yeah, so the choices that we've made, the misaligned choices that we make. So, for instance, taking a vow of suffering um, when we joined a religious or, or you know, organisation to escape persecution, for instance. And, you know, we didn't really want to join that religious order, but we, we had to agree to some kind of ritual to get in. So then, you know, the, we're not going to get killed. So then we take on that vow of suffering because we don't really want to be there, but we agree to be there because, you know, it, it, it kind of suits us at that time. Um, but they, they, then it will get compounded in that particular lifetime. And then kind of still in this lifetime we will still because we've taken that vow and we've not dissolved it in any way we will still be under that kind of agreement of suffering so putting up with things that we don't really want to and having a sense that there's no way out you know so this is these are types of things that still impact us um and unless we have consciousness of these patterns and we actively clear them by making new choices and not putting up with the suffering and doing things that we actually want to do, not to please others or whatever it might be, then um, we will keep that vow, for instance, uh, going and going and going until we eventually learn the lesson of that karmic pattern. Wow. So I do a lot of healing in, in this life. Um, Yeah. And I believe that this is kind of an ever going thing that we're constantly kind of growing and healing and growing and healing. Is that the same for kind of past life stuff or can we kind of right? okay, we're dissolving this contract and it's kind of tick done. Yeah. If we've got, if we've got a contract, a specific contract in a particular lifetime, if you've, if we dissolve that contract, then it's done. It's absolutely done. However, if you still, are you, are you still kind of showing the same behavior pattern of that contract? So, for instance, if you took a contract of healing uh, and it was single sided and for whatever reason you took that contract of healing, which is unconscious, of course, when it's made. But we still want to step in and fix people, which is what contract of healing, the characteristics are. We still feel that we need to overly support somebody because of whatever the reasons are. If we've dissolved the contract of healing, say, from 10 lifetimes ago, but we don't change our behavior with our boundaries, then we will just instigate a new contract in some shape or form, or we will still create a new karmic pattern because we're not changing our behavior. You know what I mean? Or there will be another contract that comes forward that you made in a different lifetime that will keep that going, you know? So it's very much about understanding how we demonstrate and how we are doing our karmic patterns and choices and programming and all of that in order to make the change and have the transformation because it is in the doing our karmic stuff that we find in our Akashic records actually in any energy healing work 
it's been created at a physical level. We've made a choice and we've taken action on that in some shape or form. It's not a thought or it's not a feeling. It's something we've actually done. So we have to undo it physically by undoing it. And how would we undo it? By maybe putting in new boundaries with people. So we would recognise, okay, so where do I really overstep the mark and really overly support somebody in my life? And it could be your partner. It could be a friend. And it's right, okay, well, this is probably where my contract of healing is still being demonstrated in this lifetime. So I clearly need to step back and actually stop overdoing, stop trying to maybe treat that person as a project, trying to fix them because it makes me feel good and it makes me, it gives me a purpose and actually let them have their own journey and kind of make their own mistakes. And that's how you would undo it. Amazing. So. For anybody that's listening that's kind of never gone into their records, what what advice, What where can they start? I'm just like, I've got a bazillion questions going through my head. And I'm like, um, okay, so first of all, this is the first time somebody listening has heard about this whole thing. What, mm-hmm. so they're probably thinking, oh shit, I've got all this stuff that I didn't know existed. What do I do? Yeah. Okay, so the way that I um, support my clients, so... I, the easiest way would be to listen to a, a guided meditation and go on a journey, which is what I do I am on my page every week. I support people connecting on a Wednesday morning free. I've got a YouTube channel full of meditations, which will cover a different topic. But basically, um, it's the same kind of protocol that we go through that then supports you connecting with your own Akashic Records to then instigate some healing, get some guidance from your Akashic Record Keepers and maybe do some kind of activation in your present lifetime book. So these are all the activities that I um, do in a group in a group setting. So that would be the easiest way. Other ways that you can connect with your cash records is to use a pendulum, which is how I do it when I'm working with my one-to-one clients. I do all of my research before we actually hit the call. So then, um, and I'm more like a psychic detective with my yes, no questions in their Akashic records. The other way that you can connect with your records, it's all through intention, but you could also sit down with a journal and a pen and actively want to connect in your Akashic records and ask some certain questions and see what comes through and just kind of journal that information down on the paper. What I would say is with Akashic record work, is it's all about having an open mind. It's about being curious, not having too high expectations put on yourself because we can get all very excited and say, oh my God, we're going to find out this, we're going to find out that. And it, it's a bit of a process. It takes a bit of practice. And I think the more open-minded you are, the more that you get from it. So it's really about understanding which is the best way for you to, to experience it. And the thing with, I would say with the journey in, which is the easiest because you can just show up and you can just listen. But some people will think, well, I'm not intuitive enough and um, I'm not visual when I'm looking at meditation or listening to meditation. I can't use my imagination. That's all fine. Just still show up because what I like to do is I'm trying to get you to embody the Akashic Records because your Akashic Records actually sits within you. Even though we imagine it as being a library, or uh, some people will, will imagine it as a computer with lots of different files, each representing a different lifetime. It actually sits within your energetic DNA. So you are your Akashic records. So there's no way that you can't access them, but 
sometimes we can put too much expectation on ourselves so if you do it through a group meditation or just a meditation you can just show up have a bit of fun with it and just embody it so maybe sense your way through it or just have a sense of knowing okay I know that I haven't really got all of my senses turned on at the moment. I'm just going to show up and I'm just going to just feel, I'm going to receive this healing, however it is. And I'm going to just listen and see where I go. And that is the best way to just start. Uh, there is certain protocol that I would say, um, if you're going into your own Akashic Records, I always want you to use your details to go into the Akashic Records. So that's part of the protocol. So you know that you're going into the right one. And I always get people to close their Akashic Records because you don't want to leave it open because you don't want anybody accessing your information without your permission. So they're, they're, they're the strict protocol that I would have is just making sure that you're going in the right one and you're closing your records afterwards. Wow. But, but other than that, you, it's free reign. So I get people, you know, I, I suggest if you go into, you know, if you were listening to me um, doing the meditation, pause the meditation and if you felt that you needed to get your pendulum out and do some dowsing while you're in there to do some healing or do yourself some reiki or maybe do a bit of eft i've done eft in my akashic records before now i've just sat and imagine myself being in my akashic records in my business chambers because i have different chambers and rooms uh doing eft to support me yeah yeah yeah, it's, well, it's more. It was more about uh, improving my mindset around um, a program that I was creating at that time. So that's really what I was doing. If I was doing the healing aspects, I I call in my guides. I call my Akashic record team. I'll call in certain goddesses. I will call in dragons. I will call in um, angels. Or I'll get my pendulum out. Whatever, whatever feels right for me. It's 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 a it's a playful experience. I don't think, although I've been quite set in terms of the way that I've been taught, I've broken myself out of that particular programming because an aspect of it was programming um, to, to, to be more playful and to be more kind of open with it, you know, because I think if you're doing any kind of healing, you're connected to your Akashic Records because you are your Akashic Records. So you're going to just update and release whatever needs to be, what is ready to be released uh, from whatever particular lifetime. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of present lifetime stuff in there as well. So That's funny because as soon as you said the word playful there, like, I was just like, whoa, how many how many people listening have suddenly gone, oh, I can't do play because as adults. Oh, I know. <laughs> a real obstacle to be playful. <laughs> I know. And uh, you know what? And it, it, yeah, and, and I'm, I'm in that camp as well. But... Um, but we, we can be playful in the Akashic Records in, in the sense that we don't have to just sit to a, stick to a set way of doing stuff. It's kind of like, well, bring all of the modalities, all of the things that you use, and there's no re rhyme or reason why you can't use those whilst you're just connected to your Akashic Records. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's just an, it's an aspect of us that you probably are just not aware of. And it's not something that's new, new age either. It's, it's, it's obviously as old as the hills. It's, it's, old as the beginning of time and it's mentioned in the bible it's mentioned you know it's known globally all around the um around the world and it, we're only kind of accessing it now because our consciousness has become you know so high and we're obviously on this massive ascension process so um but before that it would be saints and prophets and sages that were only the ones that were deemed able to get into the akashic records but now 
uh, in the last 30 years, it's it's kind of, um, it's, it's much more accessible. And if you're listening to this podcast, then there's absolutely no reason why you can't access your Akashic Records. What I do do on what, kind of one of my masterclasses, because I do a masterclass every month, but I've got a, one that's separate to that. And we do do some clearing around um, persecution um, because some people are actually blocked in getting into their Akashic Records because they purposely blocked themselves in another lifetime, you know, because <clears throat> they were persecuted, they were punished, they were maimed or whatever for using their skills, their gifts. So they did, you know, actually decided to turn off the, you know, that that intuitive um, access and, you know, ability. So we, we, we clear that. We have to clear the third eye, the coarsal chakra, the ultimate major. We will clear all of that type of stuff. So if one of your listeners wanted to give this a go and thought, you know, I'm really open for this, but they tried it a couple of times and they were still just not kind of getting there, then it might be that they just needed to have some <clears throat> clearing done around that. You know, they might have some witch wounds or things like that. Um, they just need to release in and quite a lot of us will have that, that type of stuff so if people are just struggling in general with their intuition and connection then I would maybe consider uh, doing a bit more clearing around past life persecution um, and third eye clearing and stuff. Cool and at the end I'll ask you to share where people can find um, mm. stuff and then obviously if they wanted to get more involved or get on YouTube and give it a trial and um, we can signpost them there what I love about your approach is that the whole intuitive playfulness because I think that and I had this conversation not long ago where why can't we bring all the things together and make stuff even more powerful and yes it's great being taught something like x y and z but if intuitively and i feel restricted or there's no freedom or it means i can't bring my eft into it like mm. what i feel intuitively that's what i need to do i kind of feel like we there's a lot of like putting a cap on stuff and actually I'm, I'm the one that wants it all. I'm like, give me it all. Like, and I think, why not? Like, so I love that. And I think that it's, it's really powerful that you can use, do that. It's you going, mm, this feels right for me, but also to kind of go to people, okay, there's these set rules, but there's also this freedom. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because you're going to, like you say, intuitively, your body, your heart, your soul knows what's best for you, for that person or for yourself in that moment. So why not use, why not use your skills and your gifts, which you've, you know, you've developed or you've unlocked um, to enhance the, the healing that you do for yourself. And the Akashic Records is just a point of information where you get it from. So then it gives you the consciousness and the awareness oh my gosh, okay, so this is what happened or this is what I've got. Right, let's let's go into my spiritual toolbox and see what I can pull out to clear that in the most effective way. So, and, you know, bring whatever guide in you want to support that. So, yeah, I'm very open. And I feel that, I think from a soul perspective and I think from guides and stuff like that, they would be kind of like, yeah, do what, do what you need to do in order to, you know, clear and activate yourself in the most aligned way possible, you know, and the most efficient way possible as well. Yeah, I love that, because mm. if we can get in there and clear it and sort stuff, why wouldn't we? Why would we yeah. just kind of stick to the kind of the rules? Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, first of all, I think that it's great that we are learning so much more, but I mm. also think that 
with that comes challenges. So the first time I kind of went on a journey, my human mind massively struggled to comprehend what I, what my experience was. Um, and I'm massively learning to try not to make logical sense of stuff. Do you have any kind of advice for people like me that are like, I don't get it, it doesn't make sense. It more accepting. Um, are you talking about the Akasha Records or just in general? Yeah. Um, so what being more accepting of the Akashic Records as a as a concept? Um, yeah, or when we go on a journey, the stuff that we kind of suddenly become aware of and know, and then I guess that kind of not not skepticism, is that the right word? That kind of my human can't doesn't my soul feels like it's right, but my mind is going, yeah, but how? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the that is the hardest aspect of our journey, and it's about trust and faith, isn't it? But our our, our ego will constantly want to step in there and self sabotage. Um, so that is going to be that's going to be a journey for a while, a big part of the journey um, of anybody's journey in terms of trusting. And I think what what happens, what I've seen with people that have maybe had a cash record healing. And they've not really changed any aspects of their experience. So when people work with me, we always work with an intention as in, you know, what do you want to change in your, you know, within your six months? Uh, what you're going to be actively working on to change? What is really kind of not working for you that you want um, to shift? And so that really helps me in terms of what we connect with in terms of clearing. Well, if they, if, you know, if they don't make any new choices after that clearing, what happens, and this will be what happening, what will happen for all of us, if we have an awareness about something, we become really conscious of a particular pattern or a program, but we don't choose to do anything about it. The consequences of that is that it gets louder. And the results of us still making that same choice, being with the same friends, kind of allowing people to drain us whatever it might be or our work-life balance is just really out of kilter and we're still not doing anything about it it will get heavier and heavier and heavier and it will get so loud that we'll have no choice but to look at it and so it can get to that point so sometimes we might be like oh yeah maybe I can do this maybe I don't but I don't trust or you know the ego pops up and it's like oh you know you don't want to do it that way you want to do it this way do it in the old way the way that feels safe you know, let's not change anything too much. So we continue on that path. And that's where, you know, things will start to then really show up and get really loud. Things will break down. I, our health will, you know, um, maybe step in there. Or we, you know, for me, I didn't listen to my guides and I got made redundant four times because <clears throat> I, you know, ignored the fact that I needed to step out of retail and start a spiritual business of some kind and being more in a soul alignment. I, it took, you know, it took me four redundancies before I decided to listen. I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm listening now. Um, so it kind of, it will just, it will just keep occurring until we, we listen. But if it's just a general thing and we, we've, we're intuitively wanting to do something, but we don't fully, we don't fully listen, then normally you get, normally I would say you get shown it and it's kind of like, oh God, I knew that I should have gone with this, but I didn't. 
So it's almost like the evidence comes afterwards. So I think it's about trusting and having that faith. And that is the hardest thing. It's like you are leaping off a cliff yeah. and you're in, you're in free fall and you're waiting for the universe to catch you and nothing's going on. <laughs> and so that's where your faith is really, really tested. But this is where you've got to then really kind of have this unshakable inner confidence and self-belief. And so there's obviously an aspect there that is not that's not um, aligning with that. And that gives you information in terms of, well, OK, well, why do I not feel confident about this happening? Where does the doubts and the insecurities come in? And it will come back to fear. It's always fear and it's always connected with the ego or it's lack of knowledge. There's only two things that will stop us or self-sabotage us. And that is fear, which is many layers or our beginner's mindset, a lack of knowledge, and we just don't know how to do it. So I've, I don't know if I've answered your question there. <laughs> I can't even remember what my question was. I was just listening so intently. <laughs> I don't know. We, we'll go with. It's cool. Because I think um, it is, it's that whole, the intuition thing. We we all know. We've all had it afterwards where we've gone, hmm, I knew that. <laughs> Should I yeah. listen? Um, yeah. But it's, it's, too late then isn't it but again it's just another lesson learned and you're right the more kind of uncomfortableness we put in the more we have to stop and yeah in terms of them so we've heard about what akashic records are and um how we kind of access them what are the benefits of doing this then okay so there's loads of benefits but um <laughs> Um, okay, so the first benefit would be, of course, to um, heal, heal aspects of your past, heal aspects of your repeat patterns, um, the, the kind of the relationships that you continually kind of attract, whatever it might be, your money story, all of that type of stuff. You can do this healing. You can learn more about your soul's journey and understand um, your traits and your nuances. Um, more about your soul gifts and talents you can use the cash records to unlock past life gifts and talents that <clears throat> you're not presently using for whatever reason you can go in there and get guidance from your cash record keepers but also from any guides that you choose to bring into your cash records uh, your higher self um, and, and other aspects of yourself you can have those conversations um you can also learn more about soul lessons and ask those types of questions. So when you're kind of using these types of things, it's always good to have that kind of question and go into the Akashic Records with to, to have that conversation with your Akashic Record keeper. And you'll have more than one keeper. Um, and you might have guides that kind of come and go also. But your keeper is there to kind of protect and, um, you know, guard your knowledge and your wisdom. Also, what I like to use the Akashic Records for is to activate and what I call put in success anchors. So these are just very much more for your present lifetime um, book. I was kind of a presenter in the journey as a book um, and that you put in these success anchors. And what it does is it kind of amplifies your intention because you're putting in some kind of affirmation or symbol, um, maybe a sigil or a a word or anything it might be a crystal an object that represents this intention that you really want to realize 
And by putting it into your present lifetime book, for me, what it does is it amplifies that intention, but it allows you to align more appropriately to the choices or open up the doors of opportunity for people to step in and help you achieve that intention because you've you've installed it into your Akashic Records book. So you've installed it into your timeline, whatever that future timeline is, and it's in there. So I like to use these success anchors as well for the Akashic Records. And that's really helped me with moving my business forward, supporting me with relationships and things like that. So that's a part of the, the kind of stuff that I do, you know, with a journey, I would usually include some kind of installation into our present lifetime book but the Akashic Records yeah they're just I'm they're just amazing and also you um any healing that you do in your Akashic Records also uh, will help support heal your um ancestors lineage as well so any ancestral healing we can do through the Akashic Records because your Akashic Records we can connect with your ancestors Akashic Records and that is well, it's connected with the with the earth chakra. That's where it sits. Um, although it will be sitting with inside you as well, but it's um, deemed as also sitting and connected with the earth chakra because it's it's your bloodline. So, and then you've got your galactic, your galactic akashic records as well, which are obviously, um, you know, visually they would be much higher in the kind of the higher chakras. Um, so yeah, then, then that's then learning about your galactic heritage and so where your soul's origination comes from. So obviously most of us that will be listening to this podcast will not be from here. You will be from a different um, aspect of the universe or whatever universe that you're, that you're from. And um, so you can connect with that and you can then start to put out connections to your soul tribe, the souls that come from that aspect, you know, that place as well. So infinite possibilities with the Akashic Records. Mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for anyone listening who's now intrigued, curious and excited to get stuff into this stuff, where can we find you, Marina? Okay, so Facebook, <clears throat> um, Instagram, YouTube, you'll be all looking for Marina, the Soul Alchemist. Although I think on Facebook it's Marina, Soul Alchemist, because they won't let me put the, the in there. Um <laughs> stupid rules of Facebook (laughs) (laughs) um and then my website is marinabeach.co.uk so um yeah so I'm easy to find um and there's lots of uh, lots of resources lots of information that's available for people to connect in with and have a go cool that is awesome thank you for coming and sharing all of your amazing knowledge and wisdom with us today Oh, you're very welcome. It was, as you can tell, I'm, I'm very passionate about the Akashic Records. It flows easy and it comes and there's so much knowledge. So thank yeah. you for sharing a bite-sized chunk of that with us today. Oh, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. And the reason that I got into the Akashic Records is because I had my own healing in there. So um, I had a, a programme of alcoholism, like a psychological addiction, and that got cleared in about 10 seconds in my Akashic Records. And I hadn't heard of the Akashic Records before then. And that was kind of four and a half years ago. So it was kind of like, OK, I need to know what this thing is and how I can offer the same transformation for others. So that's how I got into it. Incredible. And nothing happens out of coincidence, does it? No, definitely not. Cool. Well, thank you for sharing. No, you're very welcome. Thanks for having me. And there we have it, another episode complete. Um, That was the Akashic Records with Marina Beach. Maybe a little bit, you know, 
far out there compared to the other stuff that gets covered on this podcast but actually really interesting and um, I love really leaning into that woo-woo side of me Um, and I kind of think I wonder if one day the science world will catch up with all this stuff that feels really intuitively right. Anyway, have an awesome day and you'll catch another episode soon.